This is Authors in Focus. Hi, I'm James Reed, a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow of the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by John W. Wells III. He's the author of The Last Angel Warrior, The Caleb Andrews Chronicles, Book 1. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing amazing. Thanks so much for asking. And yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not too fun. It's tax day, and I just I wrote the government just a lot of money today, so I'm not. It's yeah. not a great day. <laughs> not a great day. I was dealing with that a little bit earlier today, too. <laughs> yeah, I still did my estimated payments, and that hurt. That that I can only imagine, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's like everything I made for, like, the first three months of the year, and I just sent that off to the government. Isn't that funny how that works? Uh, <laughs> You 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 put in all the work and you know the like you said the first the first of what you make it it's not even yours. Anyways, it's a happy tax day. That's when we're recording this uh, here in the states. <laughs> That's a, a fun day. Um. So, anyways, John, let's talk about something better than taxes. I always like to start these out with a fun question. So, are you a uh, morning person or an evening person? That's a great question. I'm actually a morning person. I. I I'm one of the rare breeds that actually likes the morning or prefers the morning over the, the evening, the night. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, that's actually me. Well, I, I'm, I'm, it's not necessarily that I like the morning more. I'm just, I'm more efficient in the morning. Like, the longer the day mm-hmm. goes, the, the less I do. So, mm-hmm. I have that's, to do my work. I have to get, I have to jump off into it or nothing will get done. That's exactly how I, I feel. It is for me as well. Uh, the longer the day goes, the less steam I have. But it, it, it's interesting because my background is in at, at entertainment, acting, and theater, and all of that stuff. And all like almost all theater people are night night people. That's not my makeup. Definitely not my. Well, I don't know. I used to just stay up all night, but like I said, it's like for creatively, like the longer the day goes, like I, I don't work well once I get tired. So it's not like I need to be up in the morning. It's just like whenever I do get up, it just I need to get into working. But yeah. uh, anyways, how uh, how long have you wanted to be an author? Oh, that's a great question. You know that I feel as if I've always been a storyteller. I don't know if being an author was ever on my radar until I had already been writing my first book. Like I, I even when I started writing my first book, I'm not certain that the idea that I would actually be an author was was something that I thought about. Um, but I think when I realized that people actually wanted to read what I was writing, <laughs> uh, I realized, oh, I could do this professionally. I, I can make a career out of this. No. I, I, I say that's that probably started 2016 when I was I started teaching and and you know. I was reading what I was working on to the students that I was teaching and they, they kept coming back and asking for more. And I don't think I ever had anybody ever ask me for more before, <laughs> before that moment. Who were you teaching? I was teaching. So I was a 
I started as a substitute teacher, and I was a long-term substitute teacher for five consecutive years. Uh, I think at the time I was teaching fourth grade. I was teaching fourth grade, and I was reading um, the sto- my stories to them. And, uh, yeah, and they they would come back and say, I think this is going to happen next. Or um, they, they'd ask me if I can put certain things in my stories. And I made it sort of a an activity of my own, of mine to just see how much, how crazy I can get in the stories. None of that is in the, in the book currently, but uh, I, I would make it an activity to see how crazy I can get. Do you still teach? Um, sometimes I still substitute. So uh, I actually substitute taught today for the first time in two, in three years. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, was it weird going back into the classroom after that long? You know, it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. So this particular school, they had invited me back at the beginning of this year as an author because uh, they know that they knew that I'd written the book and and actually some of the stu- some of the teachers had started re- incorporating the books into their 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 classroom reading, which was really surprising when I found that out. And then um, uh, when I, I saw some of the students that I taught um, prior. Uh, and the principal, at the, uh, who was a sixth grade teacher when I taught there, she was a principal now. And she said, well, we'd love for you to come back every every once in a while and just teach. So uh, when I stepped in, when I when I came in there, I, I was really excited to, you know, I had some time. I was really excited to come in and actually talk to this to, uh, to to teach. But my best the best thing that happened today was. A fourth grader came up to me. I, I taught fourth grade today, uh, and he was a first grader last time I taught there. And he came up to me and he said, "I remember when you were taller." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so but it 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 came back. Everything came back pretty naturally as far as teaching is concerned. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So uh, let's actually talk about your book. Um, to do it's uh the last angel warrior which is about uh caleb who's a young man has no idea what his true destiny is why don't you tell us about caleb his destiny and uh what's all going on great yeah so um yeah like you said caleb uh, the last angel warrior is about caleb who um he is the 16 year old or about to be soon to be 16 year old adopted son of the mayor and when a, a stranger comes into town he learns that not only is there a war that's been going on since the beginning of time between the angels and the demons, but somehow he is at the center of it. Somehow, both the angels and the demons believe that he's the key that will tip the tides of the war in either direction. And he doesn't know why. That's the main premise of the story. Um, Of course, there's some pretty cool nuances in there. You said, tell me about Caleb. Caleb is the stubborn, headstrong 16-year-old who uh, acts before he thinks, like a lot of 16-year-olds are. And uh, he's had a, an interesting relationship with his, with his adopted parents. You know, that not that they've ever been mean to him or anything like that, but just kind of estranged. He, feel, he feels like there's something missing in his relationship with them. They, they've, they've never really cared. They've just kind of existed. Um, he suspects that, the only reason why he was adopted was kind of an optics thing to, to make them look better for their campaign. That kind of explains the Kayla's personality. 
Um, but he does have one really close friend, Tristan, who is his wild, eccentric, over-the-top best friend who always has a conspiracy theory up his sleeve. Do you like uh, personally like conspiracy theories? I I find them intriguing. What's your favorite? Because I love oh. them too. <laughs> Honestly, the, only because I think it's hilarious. It's it, it's I don't believe it, but I I I really do love the bird. The birds aren't real movement. No, I haven't uh, heard this. But the birds aren't real. Really, there's a whole movement. There's a whole thing. It started off as a joke, but people started to buy into it that birds oh. aren't real. Birds are not. Aren't, aren't real, and every bird that you see is really just a robot from the government to spy on us. Uh, and, the, and they're programmed to crap on my car. They are programmed to crap on your car. That's what makes them. That's what makes the um, makes you think they're real. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. <laughs> Sorry to be real. You were talking about your book. Oh no! I kind of want to know what your favorite conspiracy theory is now. Oh, I love I love the flat earthers. Because they're like they're like yeah, the government is hiding the truth that the Earth is flat. I'm like, but why would the government do that? <laughs> like what? Like if if the world was flat, we would just be like, it's a flat Earth. That's what we live on. What, what's like? Why does like it's like why does there have to be a grand conspiracy to hide this fact that people figured out like. 3,000 years ago that the Earth was round through simple <laughs> mathematics. It's like, I mean, it's like, I'm like, oh, wait, so what if the Earth is flat? What? How does that change anything? <laughs> Why does there have to be a grand conspiracy theory? I love this. <laughs> it is so true, though. Why? Like, what is the purpose behind it? What would be the purpose yeah. behind it all? Like, what is like? Why would the why would the government go through all like? Because it's all the government, it's all the scientists. Like, why why would they go through all this effort? Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love that. That's a those are fun ones. I I even have a shirt that's like I'm a a rounder. It says rounder shill on it. Yes. You, you believe that the rounder must be a shill for the government? I love it. I want one of those now. I found it on, uh, I think, Amazon or whatever, but I, was, I saw that. I was like, I have to buy this shirt. Yeah. I'm, now, now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole looking for – I think I just want to get a whole bunch of bird shirts now. <laughs> Fair enough. So, anyways, um, we have Caleb and Tristan, and they're, uh, they're good buddies, and then yeah. something must kick off the plot. We got an exciting incident that gets things going, uh, and I assume there's a bad guy? Yes. Uh, uh, I won't tell you who the bad guy is. Because Fair enough. Fair enough. Caleb spends most of the book trying to figure out who the bad guy is. Um, I, I'll, I'll put it. I'll tell you this: a stranger comes into town, and Caleb is very suspicious of the stranger the entire time. Uh, at, shortly after the stranger comes into town, Caleb is attacked by a shadow figure in the street, and that's our inciting incident there. Um, the shadow figure attacks him, leaves um, uh, whispers some strange words, and leaves him there. It, well, the next thing you know is he's back on the street and like nothing else happened. So that's our inciting incident, which leads Tristan and I mean Caleb and Tristan onto this journey of trying to figure out what happened. Sounds really cool, and uh, obviously there are angels in it. I'm going to just I'm going out on a limb here based on the title. Maybe you're messing with me, but angels? Yeah, yeah. 
there are angels in there. So, um, did you do like any research into like, uh, angel mythology or you just going like, I'm making up my own angels and they're going to be doing my own thing or just curious? Yes, I have grown. So I, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of, um, I infused a lot of biblical mythology. Not that it's a, not that it is a biblical book. I will be clear to say it's not a biblical book. But I did use a lot of biblical mythology um, when it comes to angels and demons and um, what most people um, believe about those about angels and demons. Um, and I made it my own. <laughs> uh, there are some twists and some divergence of you know from you know the main ideas of what mythology what what angels and demons are in mythology awesome hey cool yeah it's always fun uh messing around with mythology so um i i i I really i actually um really enjoyed it i got a a review who was very upset that i took liberties with the mythology uh but honestly reading the review made me made me want to read my own book even more she was she was upset that I, I didn't keep the you know in her words um, which isn't based off of anything that's in the book to be honest but um, she was upset that I didn't stick to the main messengers of God um, image of angels in in this story so I, I will say that if you're coming to read the book looking for messengers of God oh. you're not going to see it in the in, in the way that you might expect. That's any type of angel. I mean, that's yeah. like the Malachim. But yeah. that's, I mean, there's there's a lot more um, to the, the heavenly host. Yeah. Um, I mean, is angels such not a good, like, is like angels a Greek translation of the Hebrew word, mm-hmm. of a Hebrew word. And so there's a lot more to angels than that. And there's a lot of stuff about angels that the Bible really doesn't go into. And you get it, you can go into the, like, the Apocrypha and, yeah. Uh, get some weird stuff. I think Christians have really turned the angels into something, now, especially like modern Christians. Yes. That's Absolutely. not very, yeah, that's not very biblically based. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. And that's what my, part of my thought process was, uh, when I was thinking, thinking about that specific review. But, uh, it, it is, it, there's a lot of ideas and people, you know, I, and, and, you know, I, to each their own, you know, people get upset when things don't fit, fall into their expectations. And I think that is completely valid and okay. And if you sometimes get, you, you start touching on religious grounds, so people get, I mean, I know I've had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I read, I've read a book where it's like, I knew the religious history about what uh, the guy was misrepresenting. Yeah. So, in a book where he's claiming that um, it was all accurate and researched well, and it really, I'm like, well, I actually know what you're talking about here. Yeah. And uh, like, I know what the Council of Nicaea was about, and uh-huh. what the vote was, and it's not what you're representing here. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it, that just annoyed me. Like, I don't mind. Like, whatever fiction stuff, that's cool. You know, do your fiction stuff, but like. Uh, I don't know. There's like history and like being accurate when you're doing like when you're claiming you are like if you're going to claim you're going to be accurate, then you better be accurate. Just going to write a book about, you know, angels in some small town where some 
you know, kid has like a young adult adventure. Yeah. That's cool. That's a story. Yeah. That's, it's fiction. You know, yeah. You don't need to you can do whatever you want. Use it however you want. Yes. <laughs> that's my take. I agree on that. 100%. I'm with you. But anyways, um, so where'd you get the idea for, uh, for your uh, story? I'm always curious where people get their ideas from. Yeah. I know them where I get my ideas from. So maybe um, some authors have better ideas about it. This story, honestly, it developed over time. Because uh, remember, I, I said I, I didn't like I didn't set off to become an author, or, uh, but I started writing a different story with a friend, and uh, it was they, him and his brother were working on a comic book, and, and they wanted to turn that comic book into a film. So um, I asked, you know, hey, can I can I be a part of this project? This was early on in college. Can I be a part of this project? So. I wrote a scene, uh, I wrote two scenes to send to them as samples, and they were really, they liked my scenes, they liked my writing. Um, on the second scene, I, I introduced a character named Andrew, and um, they said, this is a very interesting character, we're going to kill him. And I couldn't understand why. <laughs> like, it, it just seemed so out of, the, like, why is that the first thing that, that you say, like, that you're going to say, why are you going to kill my character? So I didn't like that. He accused me of being, you know, too attached to my characters. Maybe that was true. I don't I don't think that was true. I think I just truly didn't understand his reasoning behind it. So um I said, you know what, that's cool. Um I'm 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 a very non confrontational person. I said, That's cool. You go ahead and keep your stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and take my character and make another and, and write another story because I I feel like there's more potential to this character than you're giving credit to. So that's what I did, and I started – so I, it really started with the character. And um, from there, I went and tried to figure out what I was going to do. And I was at my godmother's house right before my, my school year was about to start. And she said, well, why don't you look into the meanings of names? Uh, so I said, okay. Well, I started looking to the meaning of names, and I named this character Andrew. And Andrew meant strong man. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I started looking at different names, um, and I came across the name Dylan. And Dylan was the Celtic sea deity, the Welsh sea deity. And I was really interested in that. So I went down a long rabbit trail on Celtic mythology and learning and reading about all of that. And I ended up writing a story about Dylan and um, his history and all of these things. And I wrote a full short story. Into that story, they had a child. And I finished that story and I said, oh, the kid is who I should be talking, who I should be writing about. <laughs> so then I, and, and that was the beginning of The Last Angel Warrior. What are you uh, working on now? Uh, the sequel or do you have some other project in the works? Yeah, I'm actually working on the third book in the project, in the, in the series. Okay. Um, cool. So I, I have The Last Angel Warrior, which is book one, The Heir of Ambrose, which is book two, and currently I'm in the midst of writing The Invisible City, which is book three of the series. Awesome. Well, John, if you'd like to let our uh, listeners know where they can connect with you on, like, social media. Sure. Yes. Um, you can reach me uh, on all types of social media. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can look up The Caleb Andrews Chronicles on um, in, on Facebook. 
Um, I'm also on um, Instagram at j.womenwells, Twitter at j.womenwells, and um, newly on TikTok at John Wells the Author. Well, it was really great talking with you, John. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, I hope you have a great day. You too. All right. This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com. And follow me on Twitter, at jmdread. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com and wherever your favorite podcast is hosted.